Welcome everyone to the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show City Talk Edition. Brought to you by our friends at David Solomon. They design unique t-shirts and fun merchandise. With thought-provoking messages, you can purchase these unique items on our website, theurbanfieldhousemedia.com. The big part of the H2S2 show is to keep our listeners informed, especially during this virus pandemic and all the other things that have been affecting our community. So we wanted to let you all know how the Illinois High Schools Association are viewing this pandemic and its effect on the coaches and student athletes statewide. So to offer us further information, we have a great friend of the show, the Assistant Executive Director of IHSA, Matt Troja, joins us once again via the H2S2 Zoom line. <laughs> Welcome back, Matt. Always good to be here. Thanks for having me back. Hey, man, it's a bunch of fun to be able to talk with you. We pray that everyone is still doing well since we last talked. Matt, we asked you to join us to discuss the recent statewide return to play guidelines. But before we get into that, I do want to add, in the past week or so, there was an unfortunate incident in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which sparked an outcry across the nation, which had a lot of young student athletes had to witness on the news and on televisions across the state. Let me start by asking, does the IHSA offer anything in terms of offering coaches throughout the state guidelines to help student athletes understand situations like this? You know, I think most of the, the things that we have in that area have, have come from uh, from kind of our national body, the NFHS. Yeah. Um, you know, they do a lot of really good kind of high-level online courses and things, educational pieces. I don't know if there's one that, you know, that quite hits home in that area right now. And I think that will be, you know, we're, we're in sort of un, unnormal times right now in terms of working from home, and it's, it's kind of hard to expand on some of these big picture things, but I think that will be a, a very relevant topic for our staff and, and probably for, you know, the entire country from a state association perspective as we get back to a little bit of normalcy here. But I think it's something that you'll definitely look for us to, to try and provide that kind of uh, kind of more resources in that area. And we know that our coaches across the state of Illinois do a great job in constant communication with their players. And, and I'm sure that the coaches are taking advantage of this opportunity to just keep in contact with their players and helping them through this period. I saw a really cool uh, Zoom type format here with Coach Slaughter from Whitney Young and, and Coach Smith from Simeon and some other uh, you know basketball coaches just kind of discussing through those issues. So that was something I went back and watched. I mean, I think it's good for anybody, you know, to, to hear that perspective and to, to be able to learn. So, yeah, you're right. I think coaches are out there, you know, doing a good job. You know, hopefully we can learn from that, maybe go up some ways to expand upon it. And we recently, as well, following along, Sue did one with the football coaches. Those were on YouTube as well and on Facebook. So I think all the coaches across the state are doing the necessary things to send out a positive message. I'll have to check that out. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I'll, I'll take a look. But Matt, because of the, the recent event that have been plagued in the past months and weeks, did that postpone some of the things that IHSA was planning to do in terms of the return to play guideline? You know, it's kind of hard for us to pinpoint. You know, our sports medicine advisory committee came up with these recommendations that are ultimately the the stage one return to play that we've since released. And uh, you know, we were never going to move forward with those without uh, the blessing of the, the Illinois Department of Public Health. 
And so when we kind of wrapped those up, our board approved them and we passed them along to the Department of Public Health. And there was a little bit of a delay and I think that's expected, right? As much as we and you and me, we love our high school sports and it's the epicenter of what we do, you know, we at the same time we recognize that Department of Public Health is dealing with a pandemic. They've got, you know, unprecedented circumstances and, you know, things that are more important, they, they have to take care of first. I think their resources were getting pulled in a lot of directions. Um, and I, I'm not sure if how some of the other events, you know, affected or, or delayed it or not. Uh, I think in part, you know, we're very closely in tune with the Illinois State Board of Education because, you know, we need our schools to be open in order to have sports. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure you saw ISBE just change their sort of uh, parameters and they're allowing some in-school learning now uh, with social distancing. So we kind of think that uh, in all likelihood, they knew those changes were close and maybe they just wanted to wait, get those taken care of. And then IHSA was sort of the next step from there, which, you know, if, if you look at it from the big picture, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And as we see that parts of the state of Illinois are beginning to slowly reopen per the governor's Restore Illinois plan, let's talk about the IHSA return to play guidelines. How did IHSA come up with these guidelines and what are some of the important points people should know about? Yeah, so the guidelines come from our Sports Medicine Advisory Committee. Um, that's a, a really kind of a diverse group of medical professionals. You have doctors on there, you have trainers, you have high school trainers, you have people from who are in hospitals and clinics. So yeah, it's a, a diverse group. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the actual guidelines, is, you know, the actual, you know, stay six feet apart, have groups of under 10. You know, I think a lot of that is very much in line with what you see most other places, definitely here in Illinois, you know, based in being in phase three. Really kind of the biggest part that that group continues to hit on is that this first part is about, it's about re-acclimatization. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just first off about getting kids back, getting them moving again. And, you know, we're not introducing any, at this point, any balls, any equipment, anything like that. It's really just about conditioning. It's about weightlifting. But really the, the bigger piece that, that that Sports and Medicine Advisory Committee continued to hit on was that it's about mental and emotional health. They're not terribly worried about whether these workouts are going to get a team closer to a regional championship or a sectional championship or a state championship. They think it's just really good for the, the coaches and the kids who've been without sports, been without school for such a long period. They think it's really good for their mental and their emotional health to be able to get them back together, to reunite in small groups, give them that piece of normalcy. And from the medical perspective as well, it's, hey, we want to get these kids back into shape, back into condition before we start to do some of these other things. But, you know, they realize that a lot of the kids have been doing things on their own. But for them, it's as much that mental, emotional piece as it is a, a physical one. Now, will these guidelines affect anything regarding the events of an, like an actual game or events between two teams? Not at this point. So the stage one is strictly about just conditioning, weightlifting, and, and these groups of 10. And it's our hope that as the, the state continues to this Restore Illinois plan, and we, we hopefully continue to progress in a positive manner in terms of uh, the, the data uh, with the pandemic and, and then being allowed to do more, then, uh, you know, it's our hope that we'll, we'll be able to move back towards more traditional, you know, practices and then potentially contests that, that we've done in the summer as a part of our contact days. Uh, and actually, our, our Sports Medicine Advisory Committee is scheduled to meet again this week 
uh, I believe on Thursday, and they've been working on stage two of their guidelines, and I think their goal is to finalize that. And then again, we can kind of go through the same process we went through, work with the Department of Health, get their their tweaks, you know, whatever were things they have, and then hopefully get it approved. And then as as state, if we do continue to to progress in a positive manner uh, as it relates to the pandemic, then we'd be in a situation uh, to move forward into that next stage. Now, Matt, is there any possibility if any of these things that we have listed in the guideline seems to be working out in a positive sense? Is there any chance that we might, as a state, adopt some of these and implement them permanently? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we've even begun to think beyond that. I, I think we all have such tunnel vision right now of just trying to get back and get through what we know is going to be a, a, a really a challenging year. And hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not. But I think we are all going in with the expectation that this is probably going to be a school year like no other. I, I think what you say makes sense, though. I, I think that just in life in general, away from the IHSA stuff, right? I think there's a lot of things that have happened because of the pandemic that we think, you know, the things that we've started to do that we think are probably going to become more common over time. You know, you hear people saying, you know, face masks are going to be a thing for, you know, probably for forever for a lot of people when they go to crowded places, airports and things like that. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think it's uh, out of the realm of possibility at all that, that some of the things we do here over these these implementation stages eventually become uh, maybe commonplace in, in how we train or how we hold events. Matt, how often will these guidelines be reviewed at some point to see what's working, what may not be working for coaches and student athletes? Well, I think we're going to be very welcome to, to feedback, you know, right away. Um, you know, we've already got questions rolling in. We're back in our office kind of on a split squad deal right now where half the office comes in Monday, Wednesday, the other half Tuesday, Thursday. And I can tell you there was, you know, lots of phone calls and emails waiting for us this morning. Just wanted to clarify, can we do this? Can we do that? Is, does this meet what your the guidelines here? So I'd say we're constantly reviewing them. But I think that's kind of everything that we do with our sports medicine advisor. You know, we've done some things with football over the last few years where we implemented it and then the football coaches used it and said, this worked, all worked except for this right here. You know, if, if we change this to this, it really helps us or it, it can really be used better in a real world setting. So I think that'll that'll be kind of happening constantly. And I think, you know, at this point in time, I think everybody's looking at each other. Everybody's looking at, you know, what are they doing in Missouri? What are they doing in California? What are they doing in Arizona? And we're all kind of always watching each other and saying what works, what doesn't work. So I think we'll all learn from, from one another as well and, and that includes you know collegiate and uh, professional sports now matt also who will be responsible for making sure that these programs are meeting these guidelines is that a, a responsibility of a school's athletic director or is that all on the coach well, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's a top-down approach from your, your school administration um, down to your coaches. And we, as we love to tell people, the IHSA is a membership-driven organization. We have 800 schools, over 800 schools, about hundreds and thousands of teams and coaches and student-athletes. And, and there's, you know, 10 administrators in our office. So we're not going to be able to make the rounds and check everybody. That's just that's just not the way it's set up. So, yeah, it, it, it's on each school to, to follow our rules, whether it be these return play guidelines or our residence bylaws, all of our different rules. Hopefully the athletic director and principal and administration provide good top-down leadership for their coaches and then their coaches then properly implement each of the guidelines. 
Now, Matt, on a slightly different note, I want to ask you about spring sports that unfortunately had to be canceled due to this pandemic. Is there any consideration being given to sports like baseball or softball to maybe offer them a fall league since they missed an entire season? You know, we haven't gotten to that point yet. There's always a concern about the non-traditional seasons, about the ability to, to sort of negatively impact other sports when it comes to participation, especially at small schools. And if you do this, then, are, you know, are you going to be able to field this team if you allow this? Some folks may not know that in our rules, we actually do allow fall baseball season for schools that don't offer football. So there are some things in place there already. But we're actually getting ready to send out a a survey to our member schools here, hopefully by Wednesday at the latest. And we're going to ask them a lot of those types of questions about this school year. You know, you've heard a lot of talk about, you know, should we move football to the spring and things like that. And we're going to really try and gather some data from our schools and see what they support in the event that we have. You know, obviously Chicagoland, Chicago, the city have been hit harder by the pandemic than other areas. And, you know, we recognize there's a chance that those schools could start up later or there could be shutdowns in the middle of the year. So we're just really trying to come up with a really thorough kind of survey to to address a lot of these situations and just give us some good data and our board then will meet next week and we'll be able to kind of share that with them and really start to I think kind of drill down on a lot of you know we've we've been working on ideas and plans really since this started but uh, then we can really start to see what our membership wants now that that it's getting late you know it it feels like uh, it feels like we have forever but now it's almost mid-June and and uh, you know uh, fall sports start up in August so if there are going to be significant changes you know we, we know that we're going to have to be ready to, to go with those and I, and I think we will be. Matt, one of the things that you mentioned is the overall governing body of high school sports. And I was wondering how much will the college sports affect what we do on the high school level? Well, absolutely. You know, it's funny you say that. The NFHS, the, which is kind of the national sports rule writing body and, and one that all the state associations belong to, they share office space with the NCAA. So those two bodies are very much in tune to what they're doing. I, I think, as you know, there's always a lot of trickle down from pro and college sports. A lot of times just in rule changes and things like that. We see them at the college level and they eventually, in most cases, get down to the high school level. So it's, it's, it's yes and no, right? I mean, we're, we're always monitoring what they're doing. Uh, I think that they, they're monitoring us as well. But uh, at the same time, I think we have to, to be reasonable to look at our, our differences as well. Well, Matt, tell people where they can find out more about the IHSA's return to play guidelines and information. Oh, absolutely. Uh, IHSA.org is our website and, and everything is posted there. And actually, since this all began, we just added a little pop-up page ahead of the website so you don't even have to look for anything. And it's, it always has the latest as it relates to the pandemic. So if you click that right now, you'll see our whole press release on these return to play guidelines, the first stage, and you can actually look at the guidelines themselves. You know, IHSA.org, is, we're always going to have that there. And uh, obviously, we're, we're pretty active on, on social media as well, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and, and get, get our information up there as well whenever we have anything new or breaking. And, you know, we follow you on all of those, Matt, so people can also connect with us to get to IHSA as well. Matt, what words of encouragement do you have for the state of Illinois during this combination of tough and emotional times that you want to offer? You know, I I guess the first thing is I feel like we've seen some positive news of late. You know, like I I sort of alluded to, I think that ISBE announcement is a a good first step. Obviously, us 
being able to allow some schools to, to get back and, and not all the schools, we realize not all the schools are able to take advantage of these stage one return to play quite yet, but hopefully that'll come. And so, I, you know, I just think, I think we're seeing some positivity there. And no matter what, I guess I, I just, as I told people in the spring, that is, as disappointing as it is to, to lose your season, the end of basketball season, our spring court season is that, you know, hopefully they can take away some positivity from just the experiences that they had, um, you know, being part of a team, being around their coaches, there, there's so many good things and so many fun things that come out of being part of it. And so that's why I know it's disappointing when you lose a piece of it. Overall, I hope when, when everybody looks back at their experience, and not just in high school, but just playing sports throughout their entire lives or being a part of activities like chess and drama and debate, I think there's going to be a lot more good there than bad. And so let's just, yeah, let's stay positive and hopefully we keep moving in the right direction and, uh, and, and we're making memories this year, not losing out. Thank you always to our special guests on this special edition of City Talk. Matt Troja, Assistant Executive Director of IHSA, joining us and informing us, man. Appreciate you having me. I always enjoy doing it. High School Holla.